the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Good morning and welcome back. It's the London Free Press Podcast. Another amazing story to talk to you about. Things seem a little weird. We're at the one-year mark of when work from home became a reality in my life. I had never heard that term before. And a lot of people were in the same boat as me. I just do want to remind you before we jump into this that you can stay up to date with everything we are doing over at lfpress.com or keep up to date with us on socials at lfpress on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, London Free Press over on Facebook. I'm joined once again today with Jen Beeman, the health reporter for the London Free Press. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jen. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I got to say the title of this article that you co-wrote with Randy Richmond is brilliant. Can green and orange mix London bars gear up for St. Patrick's day. Well done. That's brilliant. (laughs) Thank you. I thought it was a great headline too. Uh, Kudos to our copy desk for making that happen. I love it. Um, So I just want to jump right into it. So a year ago, March 16th, 2020 was my last day in the office, March 17th, everything was eerie. Now I've lived in London and it'll be 11 years this May. And it was a little creepy outside of, I think a few house parties in and around Western university, because again, the pandemic was so new last year was a pretty quiet St. Patrick's day. Do you remember kind of what it was like for bar owners or bar management at the time, at that time? So it was my first day working from home as well on March 17th, 2020. Um, you know, bar owners at the time, we had no idea how long this was going to last or what they were doing. So the health unit had said, hey, listen, please consider closing like we'd really, you know, and so as a show of kind of solidarity and support, most of the bars in the city did close just, you know, to kind of keep parties at bay. Uh, it was very surreal and subdued at that time, because all of us were really kind of just all of a sudden in this pandemic world, after weeks and weeks of health officials saying, you know what, listen, it's okay. The threat to Canadians is low. We've got this. It's fine. And then all of a sudden rug pulled out from under you on about the 15th, 16th, where it was just boom pandemic. So um, yeah, I mean, this year would be a little different, but certainly we're still, we're still living a pandemic life. Yeah. Everything not fine. It was like tumbleweed blowing down Richmond row last year. And I took a drive because it's so you're so used to seeing students pour out into Richmond and in years past police have had to close down a stretch of Richmond because there's just too many pedestrians for the safety. Um, now this year is kind of interesting. Again, we're a year into the pandemic bars and restaurants have kind of adapted their way of life. We kind of know the drill at this point and throw in, we are now we've moved from red with the health unit into orange. So what does this actually mean for bar and restaurant owners with regards to welcoming patrons in? So in red, we could have 10 people indoors, which just isn't enough for most restaurants to really make a go of it. It's not worth their time to do indoor dining with that number. In orange, it's up to 50. Now you still have to be distanced and there's lots of rules around it. But if you had a big restaurant that could ensure distance between tables up to 50, so that's not too bad. Um, But there's of course contact tracing, masking, things like that that they'll need to do. Um, Restaurants by now have had to live with the restriction levels for many months. So they're used to kind of their own process there. So it really is all eyes on, on St. Patrick's day about whether, you know, maybe there could be some horrible last minute switch that turns that, you know, you know, kind of ends that party. Um, but 
you know, like the, the uh, borrowers we spoke to are kind of, you know, cautiously waiting and planning and with reservations and, and things like that to make it really safe and um, fun still. Yeah. So you say they're cautiously waiting. How do they even start to prepare for that? Like, do you go full steam ahead expecting that they could be at the full capacity of 50 people? Or are they saying we're kind of waiting for the rug to be pulled out from underneath us and staffing less? Or is there even going to be any St. Patrick's Day festivities planned at these establishments? Well, they're really cautious, right? Morrissey house owner that I spoke to yesterday is like saying, listen, like we're, we're planning for it. We've got the green beer. We're taking reservations. Like we're really hopeful that this will be something that's allowed to happen. Um, you know, but, but we know with this pandemic and the way the restrictions are going that there are, you know, kind of things happen sort of quickly. So it's very possible the province on Friday could say something or, or anything health unit, even locally, just to sort of take the, take the, the festivities out of St. Patrick's day in Kingston, there was actually a move by the health unit to kind of, for the whole week, um, really kind of a section 22 order to really like tamp down on, on parties and gatherings. So there's a bit of precedent out at Queens and their health unit there to kind of really take a, a close look at this issue. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope that restaurants are able to, you know, do the things that they were planning for. It's such a big day for them. Right. And after so many months of lockdown where there was no indoor dining takeout only, like these are kind of important for their, their well-being and their financial well-being. Absolutely. I do want to say, because you did speak to the Morrissey House, they are fantastic on Twitter of keeping Londoners up to date with regards to what they are doing. I was on Twitter yesterday. I saw that they are building their um, patio furniture. So that's another thing to throw into the mix, actually, is the weather has been unseasonably mild. Again, March, you never know what you're going to get. Has there been any talk of maybe expanding patios to allow more people outside of the establishment to participate in St. Patrick's Day? You know, I'm really sure that the second the weather gets nice enough, restaurants are chopping at the bit to get patios open. Sometimes people are just more comfortable in patios so that that could attract other other groups and things. No, patios are going to be really big this spring. They're the it thing, um, certainly. And, And there's, you know, kind of different, you know, rules there too, as well, that could help them increase their capacity a little bit. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I looked at the weather this week. We've got some really nice temperatures now. Next Wednesday looks like it might rain. We're still seven days out, but it, it's definitely not 17 degrees and probably not sunny skies at this point. So that could really take the wind out of the sails of some of the revelers that want to party on St. Patrick's Day. For sure. This might be a bit of a silly question. I'm not sure. I think of St. Patrick's Day and I was a student once in this city. I went out, I participated. You go out to a packed bar, you're decked out in green, you expect green beer, and of course you expect music. Has there been any kind of discussion about what type of music? I don't know if live music is currently allowed at this point or even just some kind of Irish St. Patty's Day music to get people in the mood. You're testing my knowledge on this, the, the provincial oh. framework. <laughs> You're, no, the so provincial sorry. framework. <laughs> no, that's okay. I've had to look at this for so many months. The provincial framework has rules for things like indoor music. So, I mean, okay. karaoke, probably not super allowed, but live music in certain, you know, regions, certain levels can be, I think in orange it is. So you might be able to get some of that music. Certainly um, there was, there are certain restrictions that want music kind of at a a lower level so that you don't have to yell at your person to make them hear you. So it's been kind of interesting, the music restrictions in bars, and that would definitely be maybe something that's different this year, depending on what bars and restaurants um, decide. 
And like you said, depending on what the weather is like next week, things could change on a dime. Maybe that could be a possibility on a patio. I've seen people out with plexiglass dividers in between them. So I guess that's something we're just going to have to wait and see. I do want to know, have you spoken to any students? Because again, fast forward 11 years of now being a resident, a Londoner versus being a student in the city, my St. Patrick's Day festivities look way different. Have you spoken to any students about what's going on? So I definitely spoke to the USD, the Western University Students Council, and they're, um, you know, like, like the whole time, they're very, they're telling students like, listen, be smart, don't gather, just really stick with your household. Um, there are lots of consequences for students, academic ones, if they really decide to throw a rager on Brockdale. So, um, you know, the Western USD at this point is not expecting these kind of massive street filling parties that we've been used to in London over the last few years. Um, it hasn't happened this year. I mean, fake homecoming in September, there were worries about whether that would become a thing. And it really, it was very subdued. It was very, you know, there's basically nothing that happened. So they're kind of expecting that as well. But they're also, you know, kind of definitely really getting the message out to students that it's, you know, very important and, you know, to follow the rules. Absolutely. I do want to take this opportunity to just give a shout out to both Western and Fanshawe students. I was so impressed with behavior last year and keeping things in check. And again, it was so new and fresh last year. So um, as a Londoner who pays taxes in this city, I would love to see kind of a repeat of that this year, just to keep everybody health and safety. The more we stay in, the sooner we can get back to real life. Vaccinations are ramping up. So students, if you are listening, really proud of your behavior last year, would love to see a repeat of that again this year. Um, with regards to the health unit, Jen, what is the health unit saying at this point with regards to not only parties, but any kind of festivities with regards to going out and celebrating? So the health unit, you know, we're in orange and orange is great. It's a good place to be. It's kind of in the middle of the framework. We're not in red or lockdown anymore. So we have a little more freedom, but even though we're able to go out and, you know, not risk prosecution or tickets, um, the health unit really wants people to be smart about their interactions with others. So don't gather with other people outside your household, really try to stick to the people in your group, in your household, um, and limit those face-to-face -face contacts with others. So, you know, they're, they're urging people to kind of, you know, live a less social life than they were pre-pandemic. We want to keep our numbers, you know, on the decline and certainly low. And, you know, it just, even though there is a bit more freedom, certainly their health units asking people to really be mindful and not, it's not a free for all. It's not back to normal. Um, certainly just be cool. Bide your time. We're getting vaccines. They'll be all right. Totally. Um, what about the city? Have they announced anything as to their plans? Yeah, again, they're normally out on Bruffdale patrolling and hotspot areas where we do typically see larger gatherings or people who maybe not abiding by the rules. What are they saying at this point? So we're expecting a little bit more from City Hall, bylaw enforcement and police later in the week about what their plan is. Um, I'm assuming it's probably the same as their other plans for other parties like this. They'll be patrolling, stepping up, really eager to enforce if they need to. Um, but, you know, they've, you know, I think we're all kind of operating under the assumption that what we've seen so far from Western Fanshawe students this school year will, will likely continue. They've been very, very good. We haven't had, you know, massive parties or anything like that. Uh, or at least very few. So um, 
I'm expecting a little bit more from what, what their plan is and what they're going to be doing, but you know, it's a weekday as well. That can also take the, the sting out of a, of, you know, kind of take the allure out of a massive street filling party on a weekday. Absolutely. And I don't, this might sound a little bizarre, but if you're a Londoner, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When the students are here, traffic, even getting around the city Monday through Friday is way different than the summer. It's kind of like crickets. You can really tell that the students have left. Now, granted, I'm not going out as much as I used to pre-pandemic, but traffic still doesn't seem that bad. So student volume within the city still has to be kind of down due to online learning. Do you think that's kind of fair? Definitely, for sure. I mean, Western's courses, not all of them have an in-person component, so you could feasibly be fully online. Um, and if you were you know, fully online, there's no reason to move here for that. So yeah, no, definitely we're not seeing this kind of campus community that we usually would this school year. It's been very different for everyone on campus, off campus. Perfect. Well, I'm excited. I hope that people who do want to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with the traditional green beer get the chance to do so safely. We're going to keep an eye on what's happening. We'll keep an eye, of course, on what you are doing to make sure that we have the most up-to-date information. Again, people listening, you can find it on Twitter at LF Press, Instagram at LF Press, Facebook, London Free Press, and of course, lfpress.com. Thank you so much for the time, Jen. I really appreciate it. And uh, stay safe if you have plans to celebrate. All right. Yes. Well, I I don't really, I'll probably stay home, but uh, thanks so much. But you can celebrate at home with green beer. I mean, that's That's a lot of people are going to be doing that. It's okay. (laughs) Very true. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Just a reminder that of course, this podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts, we are currently streaming of course on YouTube. And of course, over on lfpress.com, we will be back again next Thursday with Another podcast taking another deep dive into one of the biggest stories in the city. Don't know what that's going to be. Could be post St. Patrick's Day follow up. We're not sure yet. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, stay well. Stay well.